lamb and listen in. We've got a lot to say. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Chew and Swallow. <laughs> I just realized my insecurity from last time is saying my own name. And I feel that way every time I, I say know, my own too. name. <laughs> and I always say it really slowly. I'm like, Maddie. <laughs> it's not though. It's not. Slow. I feel like in my head, everything know, is fast. Too. And then as soon as I say my name, I'm like, Maddie. Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate the like, I feel like I put a lot of emphasis on the ch part of my name. Rachel. Rachel, Rachel, actually take out all the all the other sounds. Chill, Hi, I'm chill as well. Hi, I'm chill. Just call me duh. All right, for this episode, for our fourth episode, I'm so fucking excited about this episode. It'll be really fun. I have a drink in my hand for the first Surprising. time on the pod. I know it's a pretty full size beer too. I know, but it's only four percent alcohol. And you know what? It's it's one letter away from being goose. Oh my god, <laughs> I couldn't have planned that better. We're drinking gozes. I thought it was ghosts. I've always said ghosts. I heard people say goza, and now I don't. I'm not sure what's right okay. and what's wrong. Barry Allen. <laughs> Please, I'm trying to record a podcast. The cat. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so today we're doing ghost stories. We um, searched the World Wide Web, um, the, the light web, not the dark. Not the dark web, <laughs> although I'm sure there are great stories on the dark web. Sure, there are. There's also we a chess should, club. We should do an episode, though, on dark web stories because there are some creepy ones. Really? Up on it I would love to. We should do that um, another time. Uh, but today we're reading ghost stories. Um, that we found on the internet. Okay. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! <laughs> Rachel and Maddie! Ghost and Lamb! Ghost and Lamb! Alright, kick us off there, pal. Alright, so I guess I'll start. This is, uh, most of mine I got from Reddit. So, you know, the most amazing source. Most Boy. reliable source. I am shaking in my boots, I as know. you would say. Um... It was uh, a Reddit thread of, like, someone asked, what are your real-life ghost stories, whatever people wrote in. So, this first story, this person says, Some background before I begin. I was around seven when this happened, and we were out camping. Number two. We had a rule that if a kid had to use the bathroom in the night, we either had to wake up an adult or go together. I have dyslexia, so just bear with me. <laughs> You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Number three, my mom wore long white shirt. My mom wore a long white shirt and <laughs> pants for PJs on the camp trips. All right, now it actually gets into the story after we had all of those. But I love the character building in the I context. Know. Well, you know what? We needed we needed those plot points. Okay. One night I woke up and had to go. So I tried waking up my parents and young sister. No one moved and it was reaching an emergency status. So sorry, my reading. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. So I decided to go to the bathroom by myself since it wasn't that far away and it was unlikely anyone would wake up. I got <sighs> to the bathroom. But for you. <laughs> Every fucking episode. You know, you're not going to do it in one episode and then <laughs> everybody's going to get upset. 
<laughs> the three people that watch it. I'll be disappointed in myself. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I decided to go to the bathroom by myself since it wasn't that far away and it was unlikely anyone would wake up. I got to the bathroom without incident and started. I don't like the way. Without instance. Incident. Oh, I don't without like, incident? Yeah. Like, okay, who, so you didn't pee yourself. Congratulations. I don't know why they said it like that. Okay. And started back to the camps. I'm sorry. I'm going to read that over. I got to the bathroom without <laughs> incident and started back to the campsite. It was a full moon and I could see down the path clearly. So I wasn't as scared as I normally would have been and was enjoying looking around at the woods. Uh, Burp for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw what I thought was my mom walking down the path towards the bathroom. I panicked and dove behind a tree. Oh, that'll show her. Um, Is that what it said? No, <laughs> I added that for comic relief <laughs> because I didn't want to get into trouble. After a moment, I peeked around the tree and saw a woman with a bonnet on and dressed in an old fashioned nightgown floating past my hiding place. That seems fake. That seems fake. I know. A bonnet? Come on. In the forest? Hey. She's styling. Um, Old-fashioned nightgown floating past my hiding place and up towards the bathroom. She turned into it and vanished. I ran to the campsite, got in my tent, and hid in my sleeping bag until morning. No one had noticed that I was gone, and I never told anyone about what I saw. Later on that day, we went up to the bathroom, and there was a plaque next to next to it with information about an old homestead that had been built there. The chimney was all that was left. And that is the end of the story. Okay. The, so, bonnet, the bonnet comes together. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to start out slow and I think that that was, um, that was a, un, un, um, um, not scary, really. It's okay. It was paranormal and I'll accept it. Yeah. I mean, an old floating lady an old floating lady with a bonnet yep <laughs> love it i would have said a hat i don't really know what a bonnet looks like you don't know what a bonnet have you ever what watched a little house on the prairie no that's the theme song it's so catchy sounds like legend of zelda okay <laughs> you watch your mouth it's not the same <laughs> <laughs> all right okay i don't know this one I did read over, and it's I. Right. Let's go. Let's go for it. It's a it's a soft entry. I got my sources from what is this? <laughs> the title of the story is called "The Little Hands." <laughs> okay, this is from Reader's Digest. Um, twelve ghost stories that will send shivers down your spine. Ooh ah. Okay, so this is told from, of course, like the their perspective. <laughs> I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen, writes Reddit user. So it does come from Reddit. It's okay. <laughs> user patented space hook, recounting a true event. Uh, other houses on her street had strange things going on too. A few homes away from her lived a family. One night, the daughter went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She passed away from an aneurysm. After her funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy. And the father asked my uncle, my mom's brother, to check on their pets. My mom and dad, who were dating at the time, went with him. My mother, who had heard, or my, my mother had heard there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it. My dad was studying to be a veterinarian. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals, and my mother went to the piano on the ground floor. 
She was playing it when she felt something brush her ankles. Mm, she no. no. <laughs> she thought a cat must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing, and then she felt it again. She looked under the piano and saw nothing. When she started again, she felt hands clasp her legs tightly. She dashed to the basement door, called my uncle and father, and waited for them. Back outside, my uncle could tell my mom was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what had happened, and he turned white. He told her the daughter who had died used to play a game with her father. When he played the piano, she'd crawl underneath, grab his ankles, and push his feet up and down on the pedals. That's a no for me, dog. It's sad and also a little scary. Yeah, it's creepy. But you know, some of these stories that I'm reading through, they're they're like positive ghost experiences. That is that is sweet. I kind of like I like those ones, but also terrifying. Terrifying if it happened to (laughs) you. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck no. It's nice that they have a visitor. And they have a friend that came to visit them one last time, whatever. (laughs) You'll like the next one, but I'm going to let you go ahead. Please don't touch my ankles. Don't touch the feet. Come on. That is for my wedding night. You know that Rachel is sensitive about the feet. I am. That is for my wedding night only. (laughs) (laughs) Said This is a door we have not opened yet. (laughs) Maybe one day you can touch my ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Something new, something blue, and my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This one is kind of sad. So this is another user. Um, oh, actually, no, this was from my Facebook group that I invited you oh, to. Oh, yeah, I did join that group. I am on a Facebook group called uh, something ghosts and haunting or something like that. I don't know. I will spend hours on this Facebook page just reading stories and responding to people. I have a great time. People respond to me. They like my comments. Join it if you want. It's a good time. Any hoozy. <laughs> this person says, I lost my best friend in January of this year. She had been ill for four years with MMD. She had lost the use of her voice at, a, at the very start of her illness. So we firstly communicated. I don't like that. No, that's not <laughs> a word. So we firstly communicated regularly by letter. Then I got my smartphone and we communicated every single day using our phones. We even played a quiz. Do you play a quiz? <laughs> okay. Who, who says it like that? Firstly, I do. <laughs> I need a, okay. Any hosey. It was my way of knowing that she was okay-ish every day. Sadly, I had not seen her for about four years because of COVID. And then she was going to come, and then she was going to come visit me but the MND had taken a firm grip by then, and she could not make it. I was devastated when she passed away and grieved for a good six weeks, but then I decided I had to be strong and get on with my life. I often thought about her, and when I felt myself getting upset, I would do something to take my mind off of it. Her birthday was in August, and I was going through some of the old photos of both of us in the happier times. But one in particular brought tears, and having suppressed my grieving for months, the floodgates opened, and I sat there, letting myself cry. Quite out of the blue, I sensed a presence behind me, and knew immediately that it was my friend. Then I felt a gentle touch on my shoulder, and a voice in my head reassuring me that I had no reason to weep, because she was happy and with her beloved husband, who had died a month before her MMD diagnosis. What? 
That's awful. It's really sad. Um, it was one of the most precious moments in my life. I wiped my tears away, thanked her out loud, and although I still think of her, I can face the memories we made with a smile and gratitude that we had those times together instead of shedding tears. Ugh. Isn't that really sad? I'm so sad. I know. But it was nice because... Like, her friend came to visit her to make sure that she knew that she was okay. That's really sweet. I like that one a lot. I believe in these stories also. I do too. Yeah. I believe in ghosts wholeheartedly. Maybe these stories are true or are not true, whatever. I believe stuff like this happens, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This one's kind of... Oh, wait, no, that's not this one. But let me actually skip this one because the next one's very interesting. It's kind of funny. It's similar to this, but okay. not in a sad way. This one's called The Impish Ghost, which I don't love the title. Someone titled their story? Yeah, mm-hmm. or this this um, website did. Anyway, my neighbor Diane and I had a playful poltergeist for years, and we called it Billy. Yeah. <laughs> so begins Reddit.com user Abby's Alibi and their real-life ghost story. I'd come home and find something put in a weird place. Milk in the cupboard, toilet paper in the fridge, laundry detergent in the bathtub. Diane once called to ask if Billy had been around because she couldn't find a gallon of milk. We finally found it outside on her back steps and sugar. Darn sugar. (laughs) Every morning, my sugar bowl was empty. Damn it, Billy. (laughs) Damn it, Billy. You had a sugar eye. (laughs) When I'd had enough, I would point to Diane's home and yell, go see Diane. Within five minutes, I'd get a call from her. Thanks a lot, she'd say. He'd gone and pulled shenanigans at her place. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Thanks a lot. (laughs) This occurred for the entire two years we lived there. No one believed us, not even our husbands. My mother thought someone was stealing from us when we were sleeping or out of the house. My sister believed something was going on, but didn't know what. I still can't explain any of it. Isn't that kind of funny? I love that. <laughs> I would love a Billy. Maybe I think that would be really entertaining. I think it could get annoying. Yeah, it would get annoying. You know who it reminds? It reminds me of... Oh, damn it. You haven't read the Harry Potter books, but... People who have read the Harry Potter books, that reminds me of Peeves. How is a character in the books not in the movies at all? They didn't put Peeves the in the fuck? movie. Fuck Fucking the books, bro. Peeves makes me want to chuck the book across it. That, that worse than Ron. It's it's a yes. Worse oh, than Ron. How? I know. He's because he's a polter so he's specifically a poltergeist. And they make that very clear. So there's like you know, there's near, nearly headless Nick, and every house has their house ghost or whatever. Oh, okay. And they're ghosts, right? But then you have Peeves, who's they made very clear that he's a poltergeist. And he like plays tricks on like the kids and stuff like that. And he was just annoying. Oh god, he's so funny. <laughs> Peeves, come on. No Such wonder you're named asshole too. <laughs> Could have been named Billy. But you had to go be been named Billy. All right, Damn. this one, um, this one's short and sweet. It's kind of eerie, though. Actually, it's really eerie. It's not short. It's not sweet. <laughs> it's short and eerie. <laughs> uh, like, it's kind of sad. Too. I'm short and mouthy. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> what that mouth do? <laughs> Ear things. <laughs> Eerie thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, my grandma passed away three years ago. Her birthday was in January. In 2020, her phone was... Still active. It was a prepaid number. If you paid X amount, your number would be active for a year. Just 
After midnight on her birthday, my mom sent her a text saying, happy birthday, mom. Just before 1 a.m., she received a text from that number saying, thank you. Come on, that could be anyone. Listen, I I know I took screenshots of the comments. (laughs) (laughs) We went over the next day just to find the phone exactly where she left it. Stop. Before she died and the battery was dead. No, it was not. She only said thank you. (laughs) Come on, grandma. (laughs) <laughs> so someone commented and said, if you don't use a number for a long time, the operator company normally reuses it. And someone is probably using that number now. Right. And then this other person replied to that comment and said, not if it's prepaid, like was explained in the first three sentences. Okay, well, that's true. So it says it's leased until a prepaid period is up and then it can be reused. So the phone was still attached to her grandmother phone weird creepy and also if you get a random text message from someone saying happy birthday who is responding to that i'd respond to that why are you saying thank you i would literally just say thank you that is so awful (laughs) i would literally be like thank you so much and she said happy birthday mom i'd be like thank you i how am i gonna know that that her mother is dead I'm just going to be like, you're welcome. I mean, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm welcome. <laughs> I'm welcome. <laughs> thank me. Bless me. Thank me. I'm welcome. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling when no one says bless you. All right. I don't think I've read this one yet, so we're going to unpack it together. Well, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't. You don't think you read it yet. <laughs> I don't, maybe I did. <laughs> Okay, the eerie attic. Before Reddit.com user Diggs Dawes, Diggs yeah. Dawes got down to recounting their scariest of ghost stories. I love that you're reading the names. <laughs> Diggs Dawes, I gotta put credit where credit's due. <laughs> Diggs Dawes is talking some shit over here. Okay. And everyone's gonna listen to it. Um, about living in a place that was obviously teeming with honest-to-goodness members of the spiritual world. A few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. It was my first time living on my own. The apartment block had been built in the 1930s. I'd been there for a few months when I came home from work one day and went into the bathroom. I saw something strange. A wooden board, which had covered a hole in the ceiling that led to a small attic space, lay fractured in two pieces on the ground. I examined the pieces. The board was an inch thick... And it would have taken Bruce Lee to break it. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I thought the landlord had sent someone to work on the attic. I was frozen stiff with fear. Someone is up there for sure, I thought. I emailed pictures to the landlord, asking if anyone had been there with an undertone of annoyance since she hadn't warned me. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Someone in my house, bitch. Her reply read, please call me as soon as you are able to. I called and she explained that her last two tenants had said the same thing happened. Oh, God. (laughs) She promised to replace the board and she did. A month later, I woke up one night around 4 a.m. My body was covered in goosebumps. It felt like someone was rubbing his or her hands on me. Mm. I love the gender inclusion. Everything was silent, but then I heard a dragging sound coming from above my bed. It was as if someone was pulling a sack of potatoes. I froze, convinced someone was up there. I would be freaking out. No, me too. I'd be crying. I would leave. Oh, me too. (laughs) I would fucking drive away, get my animals and leave. There's no way an animal could make that sound. After five minutes, I worked up the courage to turn on the light, armed myself with a cricket bat. (laughs) Damn Australians. What the fuck is a cricket bat? Cricket? The sport. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it. I'm imagining you 
walking around the house and hit the bat hammering these crickets. Is this just a really tiny bat? That's my choice and weapon is a cricket bat. Okay, and walked to the bathroom. That's when I saw that the new board covering the hole was broken into. Stop! I felt sick. The dragging sound had stopped, but I heard something else whispering. The sound was clear and coming from the attic. It sounded like children's voices. No. And I could hear one <laughs> sentence repeated over and over. It's your turn. It's your turn. This cannot be real. This cannot be real. I switched on every light in the apartment to make things feel normal. <laughs> it was 5 a.m. and dark outside. I watched TV to try and unwind. Then a fuse blew. I would be... <laughs> Why is this person still in the house? My pet budgie, Dexter. Who the huh? fuck is budgie? Who's a budgie? My, no, it's my pet budgie, Dexter. What's a budgie? What's a budgie? I'm I don't looking know. it up. Okay. I'm just going to pause. Keep, no, you Should I? Okay. My pet budgie, Dexter. It's, it's B-U-D-G-I-E, whom I kept in the kitchen. Usually never made a sound at night, but he started squawking like he was being oh, strangled. Oh, it's a Okay. He started squawking like he was being strangled. I love a good parakeet. I'd never heard him make those sorts of noises. He was... <laughs> <laughs> there you go the sound effects <laughs> he was screaming i grabbed my car keys ran out sat in my car and waited there until the sun came up wait did he t- did they take budgie no what why would you take the budgie why didn't you take budgie wait it's obviously distressed his name is dexter oh <laughs> why would you i like the name budgie better <laughs> why would you take dexter <laughs> you left dexter in the house <sighs> He doesn't have a laboratory. Daw saw or whatever. Dag saw. Get it? What is it? Dexter's laboratory. He doesn't even have a laboratory. <laughs> His lab. Dexter's lab. When I saw people walking through their, or when I saw people walking their dogs, this comforted me enough to go back in. No. <laughs> the logic <laughs> is missing. The front door was open, but I figured it might have, I might have forgotten to close it when I ran out. What the fuck is wrong with this person? This is every scary movie. Yeah. I went to the kitchen to check on Dexter, but he wasn't in his cage. I can't believe you left Dexter. Why like would that? you leave Dexter? I'm like upset at this I'm person. I'm upset. They should not have him. Why would you leave Dexter? No, no, no. Poor Dexter. I hope if he's the okay. bird's dead, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, reaching out to to Dexter, whatever his name is. I'm gonna have a bitch fit. She's gonna have a BF. I'm gonna have a BF. <laughs> I felt sick again. All my windows were closed, so I looked everywhere inside. When I walked to the bathroom, I heard splashing. Dexter was half drowned in the toilet. I took Yeah, that's because you left him, you insensitive fuck. I how are you gonna leave your pet like that? I took him out, washed him and dried him. I was so confused. At 8 a.m. I called the landlord and gave her a watered-down version of the night. Oh wow, you heard the whispering too, she said. I'd be pissed. I stayed in that apartment for another 18 months. What? I heard, with Dexter? With Dexter. I said my bird was traumatized and almost drowned. So I would be so angry. Unmoving. I'd be like, knock $500 off my rent. I right would now. be like, you're going to get me out of this lease. I'm not paying for no. it because I'm not staying here. Not if my pet almost died. My pet literally almost drowned. I heard the whispering on a few occasions and twice the board covering the hole in the ceiling moved. Although I live elsewhere now, the landlord recently called. She said that her new tenants had begged to speak with me about some of the stuff that's been going on there. Forget it. It's their problem now. I don't like this person. I don't either. They're awful. <laughs> the next one's called The Boy With No Eyes. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a John Mulaney reference. Oh. That's the I thought it was funny. Okay. 
My next one is a little creepy. All right. Since we're saying names, this person is Merdried on Reddit. M-E-R dried. Years ago, when I was a teenager and still living at home, 200-year-old house in a medieval, medieval town. I want to live in a medieval town. That's fucking dope. Anyway. I was playing PlayStation in the good sitting room. We weren't allowed to eat food or wear shoes in that room. I was totally into my game, and then my little brother plotted in. I don't know what plotted. <laughs> Who are these people I writing? He might be from the UK. Oh. Uh, I was totally into my game, and then my little brother plotted in, really stomping his feet, shoes on, <laughs> and crunching on what I assumed to be a packet of crisps. Yeah, this is definitely not American. <laughs> no food allowed. <laughs> he sat in a chair to my right. I didn't take my eyes off the game, but I saw the movement in the corner of my eye. He kept crunching and crunching, and I shouted at him to get out with that. He got up and stomped back out. A while later, when my game was finished, I went downstairs and gave out about him to my mom. Why did they say it like that? I don't know. Whatever. Um, I told how he was doing his best to make me lose my game. That's <laughs> that's the important part. <laughs> By being really annoying, crunching crisps really loud. <laughs> she looked at me like I was crazy. When I then I told her that he and then she I'm so sorry. Then she told me that he wasn't at home since morning. Stop, what? Is he dead? He was at his friend's house. I can still hear the crunching, and I can still see him out of the corner of my eye. It was so clear. There was someone there. I also experienced pokes in my back while I tried to sleep, heard someone on the stairs, but no one was there. Things would often be moved around, but no one had moved them. That sort of thing. Fast forward to several years ago. Roadworks were taking place and outside the house, they discovered a medieval skeleton of a child. Ugh. They believed she was a sacrifice. This this is the part that really made me be freaked out. They believed she was a sacrifice as she was facing the sea and was not within the abbey boundaries. The house is on an old abbey and was posed. So she was buried posed, basically. She is still there, and they believe she is probably one of many. Oh, God. Why was she sacrificed? I don't know. In medieval town. Oh, right. right. The medieval stuff. Oh, my God. Poor kid. I know. It's really sad. Ugh. Yeah. That, that's pretty believable, I'm going to say. Yeah. I believe that. The damn crisps. No food allowed. No food. <laughs> he made that very clear. He put an exclamation point after that. <laughs> He felt strongly about that. He really did. All right, the boy with no eyes. <laughs> One night when I was 10, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. Reddit.com user Mendo 4 recalls of a childhood brush with a very persistent ghostly apparition. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. It's just hmm. mom, I thought, and that I opened my familiar. eyes. Uh, oh, yeah. You have to share that story. I don't know. Okay. It was not my mom. I found an eyeless boy he had black empty sockets jesus Christ. Ew. about my age sitting at the foot of my bed he extended his hand and in it was a little box i was startled but reached out he pulled back i reached again and said give it then i blinked 
And when I reopened my eyes, he was gone, but I could still see the imprint where he had sat on my bed. Hmm. Fast forward five years, my girlfriend came home or came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at a corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. Ew. Oh, that just sent chills. I don't like that. <laughs> I shook her again. She came to full consciousness and I explained what she'd done. She looked haunted. Up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. She was there or he was there in a Spider-Man pose staring at me. Ew. I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. Fast forward another five years. I was with the same girlfriend and we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up at the same time every night and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. He's lost and looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. Ew. I don't like that. That's pretty intense. I don't like that that she like pointed in that her was sleeve. Weird. That's and the, the Spider-Man pose. Oh my god. <laughs> that made me very uncomfortable. Alright, so I went down like the whole children, because children are often the ones that see ghosts. Apparently children see ghosts a lot. Um, but kids are more, you know, open to things of that nature. Um so I got down a rabbit hole of children seeing ghosts and like stories about it so this is from reddit user fuzzy fuzzy bandits when i was a teenager i used to babysit my cousin Alyssa. she was little maybe almost two maybe a little older old enough to say sentences i'm giving her a bath before bed when she looks into out into the hallway and gets a terrified look on her face and starts crying at this moment my aunt's pomeranian starts going nuts as well barking and growling into the hallway. The atmosphere in the room became uncomfortable and I started getting scared. I took her downstairs from the third floor of the townhouse to try and calm her down. I asked her what was wrong and she said something along the lines of, the man with the black eyes was there. When I continued to pry, she looked up at the second floor stairs, her eyes getting big and looks at me, bringing her finger up to her mouth and said, shh. While shaking her head no. What? That's it? Mm -hmm. Come on. That was it. Why do people end at the most... I know. Like... I know. Indeterminate moments. Okay. Well, that's creepy. (laughs) So creepy. Okay. This one... I haven't read any of these, so I am reading them for the first time. The Red Lady of Huntingdon College. (laughs) Okay. Disclaimer for self-harm. Here is a story that dates back to 1910, but almost any student at Huntingdon College in Montgomery, Alabama should recognize it. Hmm. That's because the events that led up to it are said to have actually happened. As the story goes, in 1910, a young woman who was new to the school was known for her love of the color red. Sadly, she was also known for being strange and a loner. Aww. Um, As the first term got underway, the young woman grew increasingly isolated. Eventually, eventually, she took her life by slashing her wrists. Oh, God. Her body was discovered in a red gown drenched in blood. From then on, students and faculty have been reporting sightings of, of a young woman dressed in all red. She's appeared all around the college's campus. 
The figure dwelling in perpetual isolation is often cited as a reminder of the importance to be kind to one's peers. Well, that wasn't really much of a ghost story. No, but that's really sad. sad. Yeah. My turn? Yep. All right. This one is so creepy, and I this is probably the scariest one that I have, and it's my second to last one. So you might have to do more. That's we'll cool. See. A friend of mine who we'll call Jess studied in a Catholic school in high school and had many paranormal encounters. But what spooked her out the most was this. It was night and almost everyone had left, but she and her classmates were practicing for some event until late at night in their school. She went to the restroom to pee and after that, she washed her hands. The restroom had three stalls inside and no door, so you could see whoever passes by outside. She was busy washing her hands when it noticeably became cold, like colder than it's ever been in the building. She was beginning to get scared, but but shrugged it off as a sudden breeze. That's when a nun appeared in the doorway, wearing bloody clothes and clutching a rosary in both hands. It was walking towards her. Jess screamed, then began citing the words to the Hail Mary. It didn't do anything because halfway throughout the prayer, the nun opens its mouth and recited the prayer with Jess. Oh, God. At that point, she knew she couldn't do anything to save herself. If the demonic nun was (laughs) praying with her instead of backing away. For real. She knew she was fucked up. (laughs) So she did the most reasonable thing in that moment. She passed out and was woken up by her classmate 30 minutes later. <laughs> the most reasonable thing. And that's the end of the story. No way. Yes. <laughs> the most reasonable thing. <laughs> she said, I'm not going out like this. <laughs> oh my god. I liked that one though. That one actually made me freaked out when I, I was reading you because you come from a Catholic background. Yeah. <laughs> also, it started reciting the Hail Mary. That's so fucking creepy. That's really creepy. I don't like that. <laughs> I all I think picture... it's not demonic if it's reciting no. the Hail Mary. Yeah. Right? Like sorry, that... you said that word and it made me something came over me. I just <laughs> <laughs> do the sign of the cross, you know. Love it. <laughs> I don't like that word. Bless her. Throw water at her. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I'm not really religious. <laughs> if you couldn't fucking tell. <laughs> Splash of water on her. Okay, the Ashley Street Ghost. Okay, this next true tale comes from the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. The haunting happened in 1972 at a party hosted by University of Michigan students living on Ashley Street. A 15-year-old girl who probably had no business being there in the first place suddenly felt a strange bone-chilling cold, according to the Michigan Daily. In an attempt to warm up, she went upstairs because heat rises, we guess. That's when things really went awry. One of the walls of the house started moving. No. Excellent. (laughs) And a black shadow approached the girl. Meanwhile, downstairs, posters were spontaneously popping off the walls and falling into a growing pile on the floor. Do you think she was just, like, drugged or something? But this is moving wall. I think I know that's what I'm thinking too. But there were a lot of people in this house, which is what I'm going to go with. Let me see if they say anything about it. The girl wandered back downstairs, where she found herself saying these strange words. 
The drugs and addiction were my fault and I accept responsibility for that, but I was not that way deep down inside. I want to apologize to everyone involved for what I have done. Huh. What made those words even stranger was that the girl did not do drugs, let alone have an addiction. Her words didn't seem all that strange to the students who lived in the house. They didn't? How did that not seem strange? Anyway, <laughs> before they moved in, the house had been inhabited by a man with a very serious addiction. Okay. The reason he no longer lived there? He had died of a heroin overdose. Hmm. Has the ghost of Ashley Street made any more appearances? That remains a mystery. Ooh. Ooh. Huh. All right. This is the one I'm most excited about. All right. Like, I have been waiting to tell you this story. This is my last one. I'm not sure if this counts as a ghost story, but here it goes. As a kid growing up in the 80s, my cousin and I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. She basically babysat us every day. She lived in a really old house, one of those floor heaters in the middle of the floor. Anyways, we used to go outside and walk around. The house backed up to a church. Later, we found out they did a lot with the homeless. We were walking around outside and we heard a see- a- this super deep voice go, Hey, boys. <laughs> <laughs> there was absolutely nobody around and we couldn't explain it. It sent chills up our spine. We told our dads and they laughed it off. <laughs> I would too. I'm sorry. I too. We were adamant. We were adamant what we heard, but nobody believed us. Anyways, the next days, we dared each other to go back out to the same spot and stand there and see if we could hear it again. Fast forward a few days, we were inside eating breakfast and the police knocked on the door and were speaking to my grandmother. Once she came back in, she looked at us and told us we had to stay inside today, that the police said they were looking for someone. What? Turns out the voice we heard was one of the homeless people at the church, or one of the homeless people the church had brought in, and he had snuck into my grandmother's basement (gasps) and had been staying in there. No. And that guy was eventually caught and ended up being Robert Burdella. And if you don't know who that is, he was a serial killer in the, I guess, 70s or 80s. Oh, my God. That killed young men and young boys. So they uh, survived a serial killer. Holy shit. Didn't that, like, freak you out? That one blew my mind. Oh I was like, and one of the comments was like, oh my God, you are so lucky. You're so lucky. So lucky. You fucking cheated death. You did. Oh my God. In the basement. Living in the basement with these little boys that were just there all the time. Oh my God. How? Dude. <gasps> I guess it's not really a ghost story, but damn. No, it's not. It's not. But I thought it was interesting. That was, and I was like, I can't not tell her this. That was the most shivery one. I know. That was the, because it's a real person. Yeah. I'm sorry, but people scare me way more than ghosts. People are terrifying. People are so scary. <sighs> wow, I'm going to think about that for the rest of my life. I know. It's <laughs> so creepy. All right. I guess we have time for one more. And then you can tell your story. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Ghost of Frederick Jordan. This real-life ghost story concerns a man named Frederick Jordan who held one of the most lonely and desolate jobs in existence. Jordan was the lighthouse keeper for Penfield Reef Lighthouse off the coast of Fairfield, Connecticut. 
Built in 1874, the lighthouse was primarily a way of warning ships of a treacherous hidden reef responsible for more than its fair share of harbor accidents. In 1916, Frederick Jordan was the head of the head lighthouse keeper. Tragically, he drowned in a boating accident just before Christmas of that year when he was caught in a gale. What the fuck is that? Is I don't know. <laughs> Only thing I know is Gale from Frozen Two. Oh, I know Gale from Bob's Burgers. Oh, well, that. <laughs> But he was caught in a gale while rowing home to see his family. Ever since then, lighting equipment, lighting and equipment malfunctions oh, in the he's lighthouse. A he's a what? He's a rowboater. A rowboater. Like row, row, row your boater. <laughs> and row your boat right out of here. <laughs> Ever since then, lighting and equipment malfunctions in the lighthouse have been blamed on Jordan's spiritual presence. But even more chilling is that keepers of the Penfield Reef Lighthouse often find the lighthouse logbook open to the day Jordan died, and locals have recounted witnessing an undeniable figure appearing on the water to help stray boats find their way to safety near the reef. Oh, thanks. That's a nice story. Frederick. Thank you, Frederick. Yeah, you can row your boat over here. Yeah. Yeah. But he does. That's good. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. All right, so this is my little ghost story. It's really not that scary, but... So I went to a university that was known to be a little um, spiritually active. (laughs) Like sexually active? Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but uh, I went to a school in Nashville that had a really, really, or has a really, really old house on it, a really old mansion. Um. And I, my freshman year, I lived in one of the older, one of the very first dorms, dorm um, buildings uh, that was there in the very early 1920s when it was still an all-girls school. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole history of this school because that would take way too much time. There's a lot to to know, but um, there was one night where I had woken up around like midnight, just probably, yeah, it's probably around midnight. And I felt the pressure of somebody basically sitting on my bed. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But like, I moved my leg around on it to like, feel if I like left something on my bed, you know, I was like, maybe I'm just not seeing it. But like, nobody, nobody was there. Nothing was there. And I was like, okay, that's just weird. And then it it went away. So I was like, okay. And I just fell back asleep. And then a couple days later, so keep in mind, my roommate at the time did not believe that this building was haunted. She she did not believe in it. Every time I told her that weird shit would happen, she'd be, she would just brush it off and like be like, oh, well, you know, this, 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 and this, whatever. And I was like, I'm just not going to tell her because I... She's not going to believe me anyway, so I'm not going to say anything. So a few days later, she tells me that she woke up in the middle of the night to something sitting on her bed and nothing was there. And I was like, wait, that happened to me. And she had like this, we had this whole like conversation about there's got to be something in our room. She's a believer now. Now she's a believer. Anyway. Yeah. Little things would happen, but a lot of them were like, you could, you could come up with an explanation. 
But that one, there's no explanation. Yeah, that one, it happened to both of you too. Yeah, and neither of us told each other. Well, she told me, but I didn't tell her when it happened to me. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. But why are they be sitting at the foot of your bed, you know? I mean, you know what? Why not just climb on in? Honestly, let's cuddle. (laughs) You seem lonely. (laughs) But it's, it's it's known for being haunted and... They say the owner of the the mansion uh like haunts the haunts the grounds. It used to be a um it was an all-girls school in the early 1900s and then it it became like a college for everyone, but um yeah, it was around for a really really long time. Do you I know mean, of anyone who killed themselves or died? Um I don't know 100%. I do know that this woman owned slaves um Mm, excellent because it's the south (laughs) owned slaves in a college no so when it was first built it was built in like the 1800s and she lived there oh was it a college no it was was a a property oh it was the mansion the mansion right the 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 other buildings weren't there Uh she just owned all this land and like had this mansion or whatever and i know she owned slaves. There's what's really creepy is so we have a bell tower that's across. You can see it from the the mansion, and then like you go straight across, across like few meters, and there's a bell tower. There's a tunnel underneath the bell tower that you can actually you can't like they blocked it off because kids were going down there. Like, yeah, it's dangerous. I would suppose. <laughs> um, but apparently that was how the slaves would go from the main house to the bell tower. Because why would we want tower. them to be seen in the daylight or anything? Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. But she was like super rich. Came from a family in Louisiana that like really owned slaves, and then like that was her family owned the house, and like yeah, there's wow. a lot of history going into that school, but yeah, that was my one, my one experience. I've never had a ghost experience. Maybe I have, but I just don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't think I care can, enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, as long as you don't bother me. <laughs> Then oh, a Spider Man up in the corner with no eyes. That's or some fucking shit. creepy. <laughs> no, you can keep that shit to yourself. You I know. feel like if I met a ghost, I'd be like, let's chat. I would love to know about you. Just tell me about yourself. <laughs> You're like, so what's your story? Story. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day today? I'd be friends. <laughs> That's why they have not come to see me. They said, this bitch. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we don't want to be friends with her. <laughs> she believes too much. <laughs> She's a little too open. <laughs> She's a little much. We're trying to haunt. It's the too much gene. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ghosts agree. Even the ghosts think we have a too much gene. <laughs> hey, so this one's okay because she's sleeping right now. <laughs> we'll just visit her while she's asleep. <laughs> she's chill right now. <laughs> well, dang. Yeah. That was perfect timing. Perfect timing. Uh, this was probably one of my favorite episodes we've done. So I feel the chills. Me too. I I'm like it. Anyway, that's our show. Episode four. Look at us. A whole four episodes. We're, we're living life and doing things. We're living the dream. We really are. <laughs> As any white dad would say. <laughs> living uh, on a prayer. <laughs> 
<laughs> the 12 followers on Spotify that we have, or the 12 followers that we have on some sort of platform, thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. We do. We love your support. We and do. We do this for you and ourselves. Because Mostly for ourselves. We do it for fun. <laughs> hey, 12 people is 12 people. 12 people is 12 people. Also, we have disciples. Yeah. Well, our... <laughs> Speaking of the Catholic Church. Me. <laughs> um, no, but like our first episode when it came out, there were like three people in Denmark that were listening. To That's that. true. That was so dope. I was I was excited about that. I said, okay, Denmark. Yeah. We so love you. I don't know if they're still listening. If you are from Denmark and you're still listening. Reach out. Hit us up. Hit us up on the gram. I want to know. I hate that I just said the gram. On the gram. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram. We have TikTok. We have one TikTok posted. Hell yeah. So go follow us on TikTok too, at Chew and Swallow the Podcast. And Instagram is also at Chew and Swallow the Podcast. See ya!